This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. We're going to skip ad reads today because I just don't know how long this thing is going to go. Um, so what we're going to do today is a little bit different. There are no real solutions in this particular episode, uh, but things just aren't really good right now. They're not good in the world. They're not good in the markets. Uh, now, the markets part doesn't bother me. I have a pretty good feeling that the things that I hold are going to do a lot better in the long term than the big board stocks, for example. And this is exactly what we called. You know, a lot of these things go down with the overall market, and that's what's happening. Now, there was a chance that they weren't. And I was willing to take that chance and buy a lot of my portfolio now as opposed to later. And I have no regrets at all. You know, what's worse, taking a bit of drawdown or missing out altogether? Now, you guys know how I get. These drops make me excited. You know, I start putting new things on my radar. And I take my nice expensive United States dollar and I look for places to put it. But at the end of the day, a really expensive United States dollar benefits nobody, not even the United States. And that's just where we are. And I can totally see it going higher from here. So as a countermeasure, you are seeing a lot more alternatives being explored, in particular Bitcoin. We now have two sovereign nations who accept Bitcoin as legal tender. On Tuesday, I put out on Twitter that you know Central African Republic has now accepted Bitcoin as legal tender. Who do you guys think is going to be the next one to go? You know, I put my own guess out there, and a lot of you did too, and I got some really, really good guesses out there. So good that I decided to shift my podcast schedule and take this weekend, since there's not a whole lot going on, markets are down, let's just do what we do in some of the old currency videos, and you know, I've had a couple glasses of wine. Let's just sit back and talk currencies for a little bit because all of these guesses, all of these nations have certain idiosyncrasies with their currencies. And I think for a lot of people, that was the reason why they thought these countries might be next to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. And as a currencies guy, I can't resist talking about this. Uh, so what I want to do is I want to take my guess and talk about it a little bit, take the other guesses and... Explain why I think they are going to be wrong. Um, again, we're just we're playing one big guessing game here. Somebody's going to be right, and whoever's right, I'm going to give you a nice little shout out on the podcast and uh, possibly Twitter. Uh, but let's have some fun with this. If you guys have an opinion on anything I say in this episode, or if you have your own country that we didn't mention at all in this episode. Go to YouTube and put it down in the comment section. I know a lot of you listen on podcast players. Go to YouTube and make sure you give us a like while you're there. But in the comment section, tell us who you think could be next. Uh, the interesting thing is there's a couple countries that are very close. Uh, but before I do that, let me go over everybody's picks here, uh, including my own. Uh, now, mine was way out there. It has a very low chance of actually happening. But I think I have a good reason for it. And that was the nation of Chad. And I will talk about my reasons why in a moment. But let's talk about the other ones. So we had Sri Lanka, China, Russia, Panama, Nigeria, Argentina, and Turkey. 
So I might be a bit all over the place here, but I'm going to try to take these one by one and tell you my thoughts on them. Now, Sri Lanka is a very interesting one because they are having a crisis right now due to their currency. The Sri Lankan rupee was quite stable for a while, and then it just completely dropped off a cliff almost overnight. And now it is about half of what it was worth before the drop. Uh, This is a problem. Because now they're having a very hard time importing most of their food because Sri Lanka, like many countries, like we talked about before, imports most of their food. And that is not a situation you want to be in right now. If you add a currency crisis on top of that, well, you have chaos in a hurry. Now, will they move to Bitcoin as a result? I don't think they will, but I will save my reason why for later because I'm going to kind of group all these together. Uh, Moving on to China. In the last episode, we spoke in depth about China and the problems they're having. Uh, But I will go ahead and disqualify China right now because, as a lot of you know, they really are trying to make the yuan the world's currency. Uh, Do I think they're ever going to succeed? I don't, but that's the goal. There's a reason why they kicked all the Bitcoin miners out of the country. Do you really think they're going to accept a Bitcoin at this point? I would even go so far as to say they might be one of the last countries to adopt Bitcoin. So I think China's definitely out. Russia, you know, the ruble just came back. It's, you know, it's it's where it was before. It's it, maybe, you know, a month ago there was concern, but there's not concern anymore. And Russia has already banned Bitcoin twice, uh, which is probably a distant second to China's 25 times. But still, they're not very pro-crypto. They want the ruble to be strong. And if they're going to lean on anything else, it's going to be gold. We already know that and we already know the reasons why. They've been stockpiling gold for a long time. They have lots of it. Uh, I just I don't think Bitcoin is anywhere in that picture. So let's move on to Nigeria, uh, a favorite here on the podcast. And the Naira is a mess. You've had this battle going back and forth with the citizens who are trying to stack Bitcoin as a protection against a falling currency. But here's what happens when you do that. You're taking more of the native currency out of circulation, which is exactly what they don't want. This is how you make a situation even worse. And this is why Nigeria has been so tough on crypto in the past. And it's for this reason I just can't see them succumbing to pressure, completely doing an about-face, and accepting Bitcoin as legal tender. That's really tough. You know, and Nigeria is in a better situation than most of Africa. You know, they have oil, they have things that are worth something. You know, it's not like a situation like El Salvador or the or Central African Republic, to where they just didn't have a whole lot to offer. I feel like the Nigerian government thinks, whether they're right or wrong, that they can find a way out of this. And I just don't see Bitcoin in their near or mid future. On to Turkey, uh, which has had even worse inflation than Nigeria. Uh, people are panicking. They're trying to find United States dollars. They're trying to find gold, anything to try to diversify themselves from a horrible Turkish lira. Uh, but here's the thing. you know, Just like I said with Nigeria, they don't want people to stop using the lira because then it just gets worse. But then again, too, the reason why these currencies get out of control is a corrupt and inept government. And do corrupt and inept governments ever realize their mistake, come out and say, we're sorry, and then all of a sudden do the opposite of what they've been doing? No, that's not how these governments work. They don't say they're sorry. They double down on what doesn't work, 
and things just get worse and worse and worse. And it's such a shame because Turkey is in such a great position to be uh, extremely prosperous going forward. Uh, But until this situation gets any better, and I don't see it getting better for a while, uh, they will not be in a position of power. Uh, But I think they're so stubborn, you know, something as an alternative like Bitcoin is already a bad idea in their eyes. They already hate the fact that people are buying gold. You know, why introduce Bitcoin at this point? Now, for those same reasons, here comes Argentina. Argentina, if you're looking long term, has had it worse than Turkey has with their currency. You know, Argentina, for some goofy ass reason, just loves voting for socialists all the time. And when you do that, you get what's coming to you. And that's a really bad currency crisis. And a place, uh, there's a saying, donde el dinero para morir. Argentina is where money goes to die. And it's a shame because this country has everything going for it. It's actually opened up now. I'd love to go visit. This is actually one of those countries that I probably wouldn't mind spending a good amount of time in. I mean, I would live like a king with my United States dollar over there. Uh, But it's just amazing. And it has everything. It has everything going for it. But they just have adopted socialism over time. And it has grabbed a hold and just simply won't let go. So nothing is ever going to get better until this changes. Now, oddly enough, Argentina, the citizens do use Bitcoin a lot. They use Bitcoin cash a lot. Um, You can sit there and laugh about Bitcoin cash all you want. My thoughts on Bitcoin cash are the same as Litecoin. It is a blockchain that does one thing and it does one thing very well. You know, Bitcoin is adding on all of these pieces just to compete with Bitcoin cash in terms of speed and usability. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. The question is, will they turn to Bitcoin? Again, you know, they want to keep Argentinian pesos in the country. Uh, What's weird is they have passed laws that allow you to pay your taxes in Bitcoin, for example. But that's not money leaving the country. You know, that doesn't really factor into the overall circulation of currency. So they were probably fine with that. But I just can't see them saying... You know, okay, we're going to do something for the people and allow this to happen, even though that is pretty much what the platform they run on every year. You know, the grift is that you promise everybody that you're going to take care of them, and then you don't, and you just make yourself richer and richer over time. Um, It's fantastic for the politicians. So why stop that train from running? You know, I hope it happens, but I'll believe it when I see it. You know, I understand why a lot of people think um, an out-of-control runaway currency needs to be fixed, but there's a reason why they don't want to fix it. It's sad, but that's just kind of the world we live in right now. You know, they're constantly trying to fill the hole in the boat instead of buying a new boat, and in the end, the people suffer. So let's move on to my choice. And again, I know this is a long shot, but I do have my reasons, and that's the nation of Chad. Now, Central African Republic just became the second, and they use the same currency as Chad does. It's the XAF, the Central African franc. Uh, It's been really cute having all these people learn uh, about these currencies that most people don't know about. Uh, But the Central African franc is used in many countries in Central Africa, and it has actually been quite stable against the United States dollar long term. But the catch is, it's not really run or managed by the countries that actually use it. You know, Europe has a very heavy influence on what happens with the Central African franc. So given that as it is, do you think they would make decisions that benefit them or benefit the people who actually use the currency? 
you know, as is almost always the case, that's, you know, they do things that benefit them. And, you know, countries who use that currency obviously don't like that. And I think that was a main reason why the Central African Republic went away from all that. Now, you can still use both in that country, but if full adoption happens and the Central African franc goes away, Chad's going to be a bit cut off from the rest of the countries who use it. Um, Chad is another one of those countries, just like the CAR, that could really use a come up at this point, um, as corrupt as they've been historically. But Chad also has oil. It's one of those final frontiers, you know, kind of along with Antarctica, to where we know there's oil there, but it's so untapped and undiscovered. And if they can find a way to break free uh, from under Europe's thumb in any way, but especially how they spend their money, I think you could finally see a turnaround in a country like that. Yeah, so maybe I'm betting with my heart a little bit, um, but that was my choice for the next one in. Everything I just talked about might just be all for naught, because there are two countries in the news this week that have already passed laws in their Congress allowing Bitcoin and other crypto, in some cases, to be used. I'm not 100% sure in what applications or if they will ever actually fall into that category of you know using Bitcoin as legal tender, but damn are these countries getting close. And one of them was actually guessed, and that was Panama, and the other was Brazil, which nobody guessed. Now, I have an article here. It's very short. Let me read from it. This week, Brazil's Senate approved a bill on cryptocurrencies during a plenary session, paving the way for official regulation of crypto in the world's ninth largest economy. The bill needs approval from the Chamber of Deputies, I think this already happened, before it can be signed into law by President Jair Bolsonaro. This likely will not occur until later this year. Uh, so even if it does, it might be a while. And then Bolsonaro is pretty unpredictable, so it's hard to really say. Uh, but this is big because Brazil is a huge country. Um, it has had issues with their currency. So it almost makes me think this won't happen for the reasons we spoke about before. Um, but this is on the table and it puts Brazil further ahead of most countries out there. So let's finish off with Panama. Super interesting. They have pushed through legislation before or they've tried, but this last one went through unanimously. That's weird. Now, full disclosure, I lived in Panama for a little while. Uh, they also use the United States dollar just like El Salvador does. Oh, speaking of El Salvador, uh, if you didn't read my blog this week, I talk about when I went to El Salvador and how they're adopting Bitcoin and what the capital's like. It's really cool. I will put that in the description if you want to read that after the podcast is over. But in Panama, I if you told me when I was there, that Panama was going to be the third one in, I would not have believed you. I just don't see a ton of need. I mean, I think there is a need, but it's not like the people even really want it. Nobody there talks about crypto. They don't care. You know, it's a country that's doing pretty well. You know, we sold the canal to them in 1999, and they've prospered ever since. It's become a big banking hub. You know, people live pretty good lives out there. Uh, now, the one thing is, is it's really expensive. Um, it's the same cost of living as it would be in most places in the United States, which is fine if you make a United States salary. But when you make a Latin American salary, it's not so fine. Uh, so your average Panamanian does not seem to have a lot of discretionary income. Uh, on top of that, I talk to uh, other people in Latin America and in other countries. They're like, yeah, we've never really seen a Panamanian come through here. And I'm like, well, there's a reason for that. And so I explained to them the dollar and how that makes everything expensive. 
And also, they have one airline there, and it is stupid expensive. So I can totally see how they would benefit from something like this. I've just never seen any genuine desire for it. Uh, now, despite all this, I, I feel like everybody there is pretty happy and they live pretty well. Uh, but they are going all out in terms of diversifying away from the dollar. They will still keep the dollar, just like these other countries have kept the currencies they have. Um, but check this out. I'm going to read again from this article. Uh, so remember, this bill has already passed and now it needs to go through the president. Uh, president Castizo, I think is his name. Uh, but listen to what this says. A copy of the draft bill shared by Silva on social media said citizens, banks, and legal entities in Panama would be, would be permitted to use several cryptocurrencies as means of payment without limitation. Those currencies were Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, Litecoin, XDC Network, Elrond, Stellar, IOTA, and Algorand. That's right. You can run around paying for things with Elrond if you wanted to. Uh, so this is big. This is not just Bitcoin. This, I don't even know where they came up with all this. I don't even know what XDC is. I just heard about it this week because it debuted on Uphold and there's a line out the door for people who wanted to buy it. I don't even know what it does. Yet whoever put this bill together thought it was a good idea to include it and it passes unanimously in the Senate. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, so this, this country is primed and ready for adoption, so much so that they want to go way ahead of everybody else and allow use of these currencies without limitation, and not just Bitcoin, an entire basket of nine different currencies uh, that people can use. Now, I want to reiterate, too, and I said this in the blog, adoption is going to be very slow. It's very slow in El Salvador right now. I said in that blog, everybody was pretty much forced to download the Chivo wallet, and only six out of ten people... I'm sorry, four out of 10 people have actually used it. I think six out of 10 people have not. They took the free Bitcoin they were given and they never used it since. You know, so as far as Bitcoin hodlers out there, this is great news. Um, but in terms of actually using it, we're still a long ways away and we're going to be for a while. But what's great is, and I've said this before, you know, we get to live in such interesting times. You know, from a financial standpoint, uh, the last 20 years have been a complete dud compared to what's happened pretty much since 2020. You know, this will be the stuff that makes history books. And we not only get to sit through it and live through it, we actually get to be financial people who are on top of it. And not only that, hope to benefit from it as well. Uh, it's, it's absolute madness. You know, the great wealth transfer that we've talked about before, it is happening right now. Not only do we get to watch it happen, we get to choose a side. Which side are you going to choose? The side that moves away from the traditional banking system, the traditional finance system, and into this new magic computer money and old relics like gold and silver? You know, these things at this point almost sound obvious to us. But to most people, it sounds absolutely crazy. Well, they're wrong. It's not crazy. And neither are we. We're just early.